I feel like I start every episode these days by saying, this is going to be a juicy one, guys, but I'm probably overusing this term, but I can't think of anything better to explain. Today's episode, we have an exciting topic. This actually came from request via Instagram DMs. So if you guys have any topics you do ever want me to explore on the podcast, feel free to reach out because I love getting your suggestions. And today we're talking about paid advertising on Instagram and Facebook. I talk about a lot of stuff to do with organic traffic or organic marketing here on the podcast. And Paid advertising is a little bit out of my comfort zone, but it is a world that I dabble in (laughs) and we're going to get into that in today's episode and the pros and cons and how I use both paid and organic in my marketing strategy. But I do run ads for my business and I work with an ads agency to outsource that. And I also help facilitate paid ads for some of my clients. So it is a world that I kind of, I don't want to say shy away from. I just don't enjoy it as much. Like I'm an organic girly. I'm an organic queen. This is the world that I love to live in. But I also understand the important part that paid advertisement can play in the world of building your business. So we're going to talk about the pros and cons of ads and I promise I'm going to try not to be super biased and I think you might be surprised with what I have to say when it comes to the pros of ads and I'm also going to talk about how to set up a strategic ad campaign and the three key steps there and I'm also going to share some insights with you on how I've been running ads for my business for over a year now, what a difference that has made and also what happened when I took a month off running ads. So I'd been running ads for over a year and then I stopped all ads for a month and I want to talk about the impact to my business that that had. So once again, you can see why I was saying it's going to be a juicy episode, right? There's so much to unpack here, so let's dive in. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. things off on a positive note we're going to talk about the pros of paid ads on Instagram and Facebook and in that we're going to unpack some of the differences between paid and organic traffic for some of those who might be new to understanding the nuances of running a business on Instagram so one of the key differences and the pros of ads is there is some kind of element of guaranteed results versus your organic content you're just kind of putting that out there. You're doing all the best things to optimize it, but there's a little bit of like crossing your fingers and toes that it reaches the right people versus with paid ads, because obviously there's some money behind it. (laughs) There are going to be somewhat of some guarantees and we'll get, we'll unpack my uh, vague some extended some that I said there a little bit when we get into the, the cons, but On a whole, with your ads, you get to set up the audience that you're targeting. So if you want to specifically advertise to a group 
of individuals in a certain country or a certain city or even like a certain suburb. You can get really specific for, say, cafes and restaurants or location-dependent businesses. You can get really specific on the suburb and neighborhood you want to be advertising to. You can choose things like age demographics and interests. And this is often where you will find yourself as a consumer getting targeted with very specific ads to like your demographic like for me and and often for my partner as well because we're obviously a young couple we'll get hit with ads for like engagement rings and like wedding related stuff because we just fall into the demographic that somebody has assumed like oh people in this age group who are registered on Facebook as being in a relationship are going to be interested in engagement rings. So that's quite funny. You'll you'll begin to understand the ads that you get served on Instagram more when you start setting up ads yourself. Using my business for an example, I am targeting people who are interested in online businesses. I'm targeting people who are interested in other thought leaders in the online space. People who are interested in specific tools or software that might indicate that they have an online business. It's really, really cool when you get into the back end of the Meta Facebook ad center. I always call it the Facebook ad center, but it's the Meta ad center now. But it's been a long time of me calling it Facebook, so I'm still not out of the habit of saying that. But it's really cool when you dive into the back end and see all that you can create and be really specific with an ad. And that is often why you will hear marketing specialists say that you should set up your ads in the Meta Ad Center rather than boosting them. Now, I don't really wanna spend too much time adding to the debate of should I boost an ad or should I set it up properly in the Ad Center? Because I feel like there's so many people having this conversation online and it kind of bores me. And to be honest, I don't think it plays that big of a part in, in your business and in your marketing strategy. But you'll often get notifications, push notifications from Instagram saying things like, this reel reached 90% more people than normal or it had 90% more engagement than normal. You should boost this post and you could reach X amount more people. That is just a total garbage push from Facebook and Instagram trying to get you to spend money. Like, don't fall for that because often when you look at the analytics, like I'll look at it and be like, this isn't even one of my most popular posts or I'll look at it and be like, I don't want to boost this post. Like it's, it has no call to action for my business. It was just funny, like something funny that I posted, which is fine to do. We love, you know, the occasional just humorous fun post on Instagram, putting the fun back on Instagram. I'm really big on that at the moment. However, I also know a lot of marketing professionals are very anti-boosting because they're like, oh, it doesn't have the full capabilities of setting up an ad. It's not going to perform well. It's not strategic enough, blah, blah, blah. And I have had clients who have been very successful with just boosting. Sometimes it means just boosting a giveaway. You want to give your giveaway an extra push, an extra boost of reach. Sometimes it's posting, oh, sorry, it's boosting some specific posts that have a call to action to book a free call. I had someone, a client of mine who did this, and I think they had about 10 people book in for free discovery calls, which is amazing, like to be able to, get, you know, have the chance to get on a Zoom call with 10 businesses and pitch your services is awesome. And that's, you know, this boosting method that people are like, oh, it doesn't work. And I've seen it work time and time again. And I think it's a great option for those who are newer to ads and the ad center can be really overwhelming. And I'm not going to go through in this episode the specifics of, you know, 
what is an ad set and what is a campaign and all of the different layers and like how to set up an ad step by step because I think that's very difficult to go over a podcast. I do have lessons on this in the Dishing Up Digital School and it's much easier because I have the ability to, you know, screen share and walk through things or at least show screenshots and visuals. But one of the key things that I would point out to you that you can do with ads, and this is another one of my pros and my little list of pros of paid advertising, is the customizable goals. And in Facebook, they call this objective, campaign objective. And, and again, this is why I kind of have this hate-love relationship with the Meta Ad Center because they use a lot of jargon and it is very confusing. So if it is something you're interested in, I think, you know, finding a client who is willing to let you experiment a little bit and learn and also just looking up YouTube tutorials, it will really help you out with understanding that lingo and jargon. But campaign objective is a key one. And it's why I love ads, because you can really personalize it for what you want to achieve in your business. And I do this a lot with my organic posts. But again, it's not guaranteed, right? Like I can post reels because my goal is to grow my audience for the next few months before I have a launch. Or I can post really like clickbaity, strong opinionated content because I want to boost my engagement. Like you can do stuff with a goal in mind, but with paid ads, you literally click on the objective. You're like, yes, I would like engagement. Yes, I would like link clicks or yes, I would like conversions. And there's a couple of different things like video views, but I think engagement, link clicks and conversions are the most common uh, campaign objectives that you will be using. Engagement ads uh, for number one to break down a little bit. They These can be very low cost. This is something that I'm actually experimenting with the first for the first time in, in my business. And the goal there is essentially just to get engagement. So it's to bring people in, liking those posts, commenting on those posts, which, you know, is, is nice. We love to, you know, reach some more people and get them engaging with our, our content. But I would say more commonly, people are looking at link clicks because they want people to come over to their website or they're looking at conversions. Now, conversions can be for sales. Uh, a lot of e-commerce businesses will use this with their ads and it will be, you know, tracking someone and getting them to make a purchase on the website from the ad. For me, I use this in my business in terms of leads, like converting a lead. And this is where I run ads to my freebie starter kit and to my webinar. So people are being tracked and they're seeing, Facebook is seeing if they're entering their email and actually signing up for the program. Now, conversion ads are a little bit confusing because you do need a pixel. This is a piece of tracking data that's gonna actually do that tracking to make sure that someone goes through that process. So you need to have a, a thank you page set up with some tracking, a little bit of code on that, or else your conversion ads aren't gonna be able to track properly, which means they're not gonna be able to optimize themselves. Because the really cool thing about ads is it's like this fancy piece of AI of technology and, and it's always learning and the more conversions you get the more your ad is going to learn same goes with engagement if it targets an ad to someone and they engage with it the algorithm is going to be like oh yep okay so this person engaged with it let me find more Facebook users or Instagram users who might engage with this as well like it's constantly learning which I don't think a lot of people realize they think they can set up an ad and just like let it you know magically run and get all of these sales and likes and link clicks and whatever overnight. But it is a bit of like a learning process. However, once you go through that learning process, this kind of brings me to one of my other pros. For me, my ads are very set and forget now. And 
some ad managers, maybe even my own ad manager might argue against this because they'll be like, hey, Alan, I'm actually checking your ads every week and I send you weekly reports. And I'm like, yes, yes, I get that. (laughs) From the perspective of someone who specializes in organic content, when you have to be so switched on, up to date with trends, you need to be pushing out new content almost every day to then have Facebook ads running that I only have to update and maybe swap out some of the videos or the content in those ads every month. Like that is a dream. That is very easy to me. And this became very evident to me personally with my own ads when I compared the results from a 30 days, 30 day reels challenge that I did in 2022, when I compared that to my first month of running ads. And again, that was just the first month. So it wasn't even giving it a huge amount of time for the land, uh, for the land, for the ad to learn. (laughs) I'm doing that thing where I, I think really fast and my mouth can't keep up. So I slur words together. It's a real fun time, but (laughs) stay with me. So the ad didn't even have that much time to learn and it was still getting really good results for me, which was awesome to see. And it was interesting because the amount of follower growth and engagement on my Instagram page was the same that month of just posting around three times a week and running ads as it was the month prior where I had no ads running and I did this reels challenge where I was trying to pose twice a day with two reels. I think I kind of got halfway through and switched to like once a day. So I think in the end of the challenge, I ended up with around like 45 reels posted in, in 30 days. And it was a huge amount of effort. And the amount of engagement and follower growth that I got that month was the same as the month that I was running ads and only posting three times a week. And I don't know about you guys, But in terms of being a busy business owner, you know, I've got so many other things on the go in my business. I'm working with my clients. I'm running my courses. I'm developing new digital products. I'm recording podcast episodes like this. Like I have so many fun things that I want to be doing. I, I, I don't actually want to be posting twice a day, every single day on Instagram, right? I want to free up some of my time. So if I can pay a little bit of money each month to essentially get the same results, for me, it's a no brainer to choose the ads over the reels challenge. And for me, that was a really huge pro to experience firsthand and to see firsthand the impact in my business as to why, and and it was the reason why I really continued running those ads. And anytime I thought about pausing my ads, I would think about that. I was like, hey, this growth is just like building month on month. And I would much rather have that churning away in the background. Like it takes a lot of pressure off me and my business and trying to promote my offers when I have those ads running in the background. And we're going to get into the specifics of what those ads are in just a second and how I've set them up. Um, But I think I want to touch on the cons just a little bit to give us a little bit of a comparison between paid ads and organic content on Instagram. For me, the big con that I really wanted to make clear in this episode is that ads won't fix your business. If you don't have a good product, if you don't have a good service, if you don't have a good sales funnel, it's not going to magically generate a whole bunch more income in your business. Like an ad is not a cure. And this is a big mistake I see a lot of businesses make. They just want to invest in ads because they think they're ready to scale and they haven't actually done the organic work first. I really think organic content is where you can test your business. You can validate your business idea. You can work out all of those kinks. And when I, I think about it in my business, I had almost three years, maybe two years, two years full time running my business before I dived into 
even looking at ads, even just touching, even thinking about the idea of just boosting a couple of things. I had been running my, my business for a while. I had validated products. I had customer feedback. I had testimonials. And I really knew that I was ready for ads. If you are struggling to make sales at the moment or your client is struggling to make sales, ads aren't necessarily going to be the thing that fixes it. I definitely think ads accelerate business growth. Like I have a client who, who I, I reckon they, they would not be anywhere near where they are today if they hadn't used ads. They just, their, their ads just completely changed the game in terms of how much they were selling in their business and who they were able to reach. However, they had been running their business for, I think, like five years, four or five years at that point, And they had built up a little bit of an organic audience. And that's not to say you can't run, run ads from the beginning of your business. A lot of businesses will launch with paid ads. But that kind of brings me to my second point. You need to have the money to invest in it, right? The reason I love organic content is because there's no cost involved. Anybody can get started. There's no barrier to entry. And I think that's really awesome for the world of entrepreneurship in this day and age, because it used to be that entrepreneurs were only the people that had lots of money to be able to go out and open a shop and do all these things that were required to start a business versus now anybody can make an Instagram account. Like there's no limitations. You just need a phone and, you know, some internet which I think is so awesome compared to the tens of thousands of dollars that were needed to set up a, sh a shop and, you know, import things for that shop and hire team members. Like it's just, it's completely different now, which is awesome. And paid ads to me is adding in that barrier, which is why I believe that you don't need it to start a successful business. It's not this must have thing. It's a nice to have thing. And those businesses that maybe do have some startup capital, they have some investment. I think it's fantastic to go ahead and start with ads from the beginning. But you also have to be prepared to stick it in it, stick in it for the long run. I think, again, people think ads are a quick fix. And like I was alluding to earlier when I was talking about the pros, it does take some time for the ad to be really like optimized and performing at its best. And I also think... It's not something that you can just turn off and on. I think you have to be committed to ads. For me, when I signed up to work with my ads manager, that was also part of it because I'd experimented that year with running ads myself and I kept turning them on and off. Like I had this little bit of like of a lack of confidence, especially coming from working in the organic world to then go and pay for, for content. It was like a whole mindset barrier that I had to break through, like seeing money going out of my account on ads. It was like, oh my God, stress. <laughs> so it was a whole journey of my mindset to, to break through that. And part of the reason why I hired an ad manager was so that I didn't have to stare at those numbers every day and someone else could take care of it and I could focus on what I'm good at in my business. And when I made that decision, I knew that I had to commit for at least six months. Uh, I think my ads manager had like a minimum three-month contract. So like I obviously had that that I was con contractually obliged to commit to. But in my mind, I was like, cool, I'm committing to this for six months and I have no expectations on my return and how this is going to grow my business because I just want to get to that six months before I make those judgments. It's also important to point out here that costs can really fluctuate with ads. I remember experiencing like the, the busy period of Black Friday and, and Christmas and seeing my cost per lead or cost per conversion go up so much. And I was like, what? Why are we having to spend more on ads? 
And that's just what happens in the industry. When you think about it, everybody wants to run ads during that time of year because it's the most profitable time for businesses. It's when people are shopping for Christmas. It's when people are making investments, uh, typically in the US, before the end of the financial year. So if you're a business, you know, people are running, uh, you know, sales for their masterminds and their courses. People are kind of spending up large, like even even in the end of 2023, when it was, you know, a hard year economically and, you know, a lot of people struggled financially. Friggin' Black Friday was still popping off. <laughs> I went to the mall. The mall was doing fine. <laughs> and, you know, there are a lot of coaches and course creators also seeing really great results. So you have to be prepared for that fluctuation and cost with your Facebook ads. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of strategies and things you can do to keep that cost down. You know, I have a very cost per result uh, with my ads. Uh, a lot lower than average, which I'm quite proud of. But that really comes down to like, I, I make really good ads. Like you guys have seen my organic content. So a lot of it is repurposing what was already posted organically, you know, a reel or a graphic and repurposing it for an ad. And I think that is part of the reason why I have really good results. So again, it's not just a quick fix in your business. It's not waving a magic wand and suddenly everything works perfectly. You have to be constantly monitoring them in terms of making sure that cost per result isn't going through the roof. My third con I have on here, I think, I think I've already alluded to this, but I had written down, you really need to like make sure that you're testing those things organically. And this is where I love posting a reel and seeing if it would bring, if it will bring lots of signups for my starter kit or my free webinar, if it gets a lot of conversions organically, I'll then be like, awesome, let's turn that into an ad and like, let's pump $20 a day behind that. And that does remind me, I haven't talked about budgets yet. I think I'll talk about budgets and how much I spend per day and how much clients spend per day. I'll put that into the next section where we talk about like setting up a strategic ads campaign. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting, another interesting topic. There's so much to fit in this episode. Oh my gosh, I'm loving it. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying as well. But my last con that I had on this list, again, I kind of alluded to earlier, was that it is really complicated to set up. It's not as easy as just like hitting post on an organic piece of content to Facebook or Instagram. And there is a lot of skill. There's things to learn. And there's not that's not to say that it's impossible and it's not to scare you guys off. I think being an ads manager can be hugely profitable. Obviously, running your own ads for your business can also be a huge asset. And I love it. But when I think about getting started with my side hustle, I think it would have been a lot harder and it would have taken a lot more time if I had specialized in paid traffic versus organic traffic. But again, I think that's a little bit of just like leaning into my skills and my strengths. I was already quite good at content creation. So it was natural for me to go into organic marketing. If you're someone who loves analytics and numbers, maybe the, pa the paid advertisement could be a better track for you to go down. Okay, the last two sections of today's podcast I want to talk about is how to set up that strategic ad campaign and a bit of an overview on my month without ads. So in terms of the structure of ad campaigns for myself and clients that I've worked with, we use a funnel. You guys know I love my funnels. I talk about funnel marketing with Instagram, having your top of funnel content, middle funnel content, and bottom funnel content. <laughs> That's a lot to get through. And I use the same structure with my ads. Your top of funnel ad set is going to be something that is getting pushed out to new people. This is very much the awareness. You're 
ad sets or your your audience sets are going to be new people that haven't seen your content before and really playing around with those demographics of what your potential audience could look like. Your mid funnel and your bottom funnel ads are going to look more like nurturing and they're going to be more about retargeting. So often, as well as my ads running to my freebie starter kit and my free webinar, I will often have something that retargets either people that have engaged with my Instagram account in the last 30 days or people who have clicked onto the webinar signup page but haven't signed up. So they've clicked the link, but they haven't put in their details. So making sure that we're just staying in the awareness of these people. For live launches like my social media manager summit, this could also mean like the middle funnel ads might look at targeting people who already follow me on Instagram, but maybe haven't signed up for the summit yet, or maybe they just haven't seen my content on Instagram. Because again, that is one of the downsides of organic content. Not everyone's going to see your posts. So doing paid ads can help amplify that and just reach more of your existing audience. In terms of e-commerce clients and how this would look, again, your top of funnel is going to be very much awareness. It's going to be demonstrations of using the products. It's going to be really like hooky ads to grab people's attention. So they're like, oh my gosh, what is this product? Or, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I need. Something that ignites that kind of emotion is really important. Your middle and bottom funnel content are again going to be retargeting ads. So that is where you guys go on website you'll notice this now like and think about it and you know as a as a marketeer now when it happens to you but when you go on a website and you say look at a pair of shoes and you're like oh these are really cool but oh no I don't I don't need them right now no well oh let me let, let me just think about them and then for the next week every time you log into Facebook you're getting an ad with a picture of those pair of shoes that is retargeting ads that is really where you can get good bang for your buck with Facebook and Instagram ads. That is where you hook in those customers that were already a little bit warmed up, but they're in the middle of that funnel and they haven't actually decided to buy yet. And you're just reminding them, like simply reminding someone that you wanted to buy this can be so powerful. Those retargeting ads also might be where uh, businesses, e-commerce businesses will feature product testimonials, uh, reviews, more examples to get people really hooked on the product. And again, to give you some insight into the structure of those ads, they would still have the campaign objective of conversions because you're trying to get sales and, and people buying your product. It's the ad, uh, the ad set or the audience that's different. So the audience will be set up to target people that have previously interacted with this page or visited this page or visited your Instagram profile. That is where you change your settings in the campaign. I really like the strategic setup with the top funnel, mid funnel and bottom funnel just because it is so similar to what you're already doing organically. And for me, that really helped me wrap my head around it. I like that it can be applied to any sort of industry whether it's e-commerce, whether it's service-based like me. I did play around with my bottom funnel ads, retargeting people who had signed up for the webinar and then sending them a discount code for my course. So knowing that they'd watched it, that they've been warmed up, they were thinking about buying and then just hitting them with like testimonials and stuff. Those didn't necessarily perform as well for me. So again, with ads, there's a lot of testing. It's figuring out what works for your business and your audience. I know that works well for a lot of other entrepreneurs. And for me, I think it's probably like a numbers game. Like I didn't have thousands of people coming through my webinar. It was only a couple of hundred a month. So maybe that was where it went wrong. 
but it is about like testing and figuring those things out. In terms of budget, I really just want to touch here quickly and say that you really can start low and you don't have to be spending hundreds of dollars a day on ads. However, to see some sort of results, I would really say like a minimum of five US dollars. I think I started with 10, 10 New Zealand dollars a day is really important because you need to at least give your ad a chance to perform well. If you're just, you know, sitting at like a dollar a day, you're not really giving it a big enough pull to be experimenting and the, the ad's going to take longer to learn and produce those results for you. Now, that is when I'm talking about conversion based ads. I will point that out. Um, again, that's probably what most people will be running. Um, so that $10, 5 to $10 a day is great. At the moment, I run $20 a day for my freebie starter kit. That's one campaign. And then I have another campaign for my free webinar, which I run at another $20 a day. When I have a live event, I might run it for $30 or $40 a day because it's a shorter period of time and I really just want to blitz. I want to be everywhere. I want everyone to be sick of my face. <laughs> And then I will have a usually like a $3 a day um, engagement or retargeting ad. Again, I know businesses out there that are spending, you know, $500 a day on ads. I know people that are spending a lot of money, which again, for me, it's hard to process that. And I don't know, I don't know what 2024 holds for me. I don't know how much I'll increase my ad budget, but it is a little bit of a science, you know, increasing the budget slowly and making sure you're getting the conversions through and that the ads are being, you know, paid off and the investment is worth it. I think this is a lot easier when you're working with e-commerce businesses because you can literally see in Facebook, you know, the cost per result and the the income and the the profit from your ad. For me, it's a little bit more complicated because I'm obviously sending people into a funnel. I'm sending them to a starter kit, a PDF or a webinar, and then they've got to go through a whole email sequence and they may or may not buy from there. But I think the big mindset shift for me as well is I'm very focused on building my email list. I'm not so focused on, you know, how much money I'm making off my ads. It's awesome if I do make some sales through the ads. But for me, it's about building my network. And I, I know from tracking and stalking my customers a little bit in the back end, I know people can sign up for one of my opt-ins through my ads, maybe not end up purchasing, but then three to six months later, they'll get emailed about a live event and they'll come to that and then they'll purchase. So for me, it all plays a part in the little ecosystem in the customer journey. Now, this is where I wanted to talk about my month without ads because seeing that stop, really did hurt my business. And I was quite surprised. And the reason I stopped running all ads for a month was because for those of you who don't know, I had like a big promotion on the Dishing Out Digital School in around, when was it? October, September, September last year. And I was increasing the price of the program and making some adjustments, adding in some cool new features. So we had a big promotion there, which meant my funnel was all out of date with the old pricing and the old um, deliverables. I needed to update and change quite a lot of it. So I pulled everything down, nothing was live. And I said to my ads manager, look, we could run, you know, my PDF guide as, you know, continue running ads for that. But there's just, there's no next step to lead people. And I'd have to turn off a lot of emails from the funnel that it would lead them into. So I don't think it's worth it. And I'm not going to lie, I was going on holiday 
I didn't want to deal with too many new people coming into the program while I was on holiday. I also was like, hey, let me just like cut down on my ad spend and my ad management fee for a month while I am on holiday because I know my income is going to drop because I'm not going to be active on social media. And while that all worked out well, you know, I had my two week holiday in the Kruger Park in, in South Africa where I literally did not go on my phone. I didn't do any any sort of single piece of work for like almost two weeks. I didn't post on Instagram. I went radio silent so much so that I had a friend reach out and be like, are you okay, Alan? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just on holiday. But they're like, oh my gosh, has Alan been in an accident? <laughs> She's not posting or anything. Because um, I did kind of do it without warning. I didn't make a dramatic, I'll be back in two weeks kind of post or anything like that. And it was really interesting how I felt emotionally at the end of that month because I was really stoked to have my holiday but I was a little bit sad because my email list growth went from between 700 to 900 new signups a month all the way down to like 150. And again, there was part of this was organic. You know, I wasn't posting to get, you know, new people on my email list, but a big part of it really was the ads and seeing how turning that off impacted my business and my course sales was really interesting. One thing that I found super impactful was just the amount of people that were sending me questions about my courses and had, you know, lots of, I would, I would call them FAQs. Like they were frequently asked questions or common questions, but there were questions that usually got answered by my email funnel. Like when people had questions about the Dishing Up Digital School, they would go sign up for the free webinar. They would get their answers there or they would get their answers in the following email sequence. So it was really interesting how all of a sudden there were people messaging me and it was a lot more work. It wasn't just that, oh, yeah, this is really nice growing my email list and, you know, getting course sales. It was just it felt like there was a missing link in my business. And I think it's definitely one of those things that I had been running it for a year. I'd been running those ads for a year. It was a nice experiment. But I think it's like you don't know a good thing till it's gone. <laughs> right? You don't know a good thing till it's gone. And after that month, I was very quick to get all my funnels back up and running and to turn those ads on. And what was really surprising was after I turned them back on, there was a little bit of a lag for them to get optimized and working the way that they were before we turned them off. The cost per conversion or the cost per lead actually went up a little bit. So I was having to spend more on, on my ads and it was kind of frustrating. And I think it was a really good lesson for me to just like commit and not turn my ads off. And I had that conversation with my ads manager recently. I was like, 2024, we're just going to leave everything just chugging along, churning, going. Even when I do a live launch, I would often turn off my webinar. I would often turn off the starter kit PDF, all of those ads, the retargeting ads, and we didn't just focus on the live launch. This year, I'm like, nope, though all of the ads can keep running <laughs> and it's going to be a more of a, a cost to my business, but I really think it's worth it. And this is what I see a lot of my clients doing. The only time of year I often see some of my e-commerce clients pausing their ads is over the Christmas break because they just don't want to be packing orders or having their team be too overwhelmed during that holiday period. But again, that's like a personal decision that comes down to each business owner. I'm really hoping today's episode hasn't been too overwhelming. I think I probably should have split it into two parts, but I just, I couldn't help myself. Your girl just gets talking and she can't stop. I, 
I met someone at the studio um, earlier this week and they were looking at having an event there and we just started talking about like business and I just started about gushing. Uh, I just started gushing about all these things to do with setting up the studio and like business advice and things. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like we only just met and here I am just telling you my life story, which is quite funny for like me being an introvert. But I think I'm really at a point in my life where I almost turn into an extrovert when someone brings up business and my brain is like, oh, oh my gosh, this person wants to talk about business, like word vomit. (laughs) So I hope you've enjoyed today's dose of word vomit. I hope it was helpful. And I hope this is an episode that maybe you can go back and listen to again and really take notes. And once again, for my girlies who are in the Dishing Up Digital School, there is another two or there are another two lessons in the program on paid ads. So if you haven't checked those out, they're in the later bonus modules towards the end of the course. Definitely do that. And as always, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you can catch our next episode. If you have any requests, feel free to DM me or if you'd like to see another episode on paid advertising, let me know. And I'll see you next Monday for a brand new episode of the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. Bye, guys.